Oh, we're live. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> oh, we did it. I said, here we go. Yeah. You you did. You did. It's yeah. Thursday night. You know what that means. The Comics Pals are live for Pals Pulls. I am Sean, joined by the usual pals, Marco. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Kale. What? And Tyler. I'm going to come. <laughs> God. I knew you were going to do that, and I'm so glad that you did. I just, I just knew it. Uh, I had it ready. Yeah, I feel like you, uh, I feel like you teed me up for that. Yeah, that was for you, man. Uh, <laughs> this was, this is a huge week in comics, and we could only fit four of the books in. I actually read Rogues number two because I was so excited for that. I forgot to read Swamp Thing, uh, but I got it done. We're here. We're ready. We're talking Death of the Justice League. So Justice League number seventy-five. They um, died. What? Wait, spoilers, dog. Whoa. Uh, the Swamp Thing number twelve, the Ooh. Superior cover. Yes. Ooh, who's that by? I don't know, man. That A cover is pretty good. It is, is good. It is good. But this is uh, this who, is quite. That one is that Matina. Uh, the there's no credit for the alt cover. I'll, fig- I'll, fig- I'll figure it out. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you do that. Um. But yeah, no, no cover, no, no credit on the cover. Oh, Liam Sharp. Okay, there you go. Oh, that's Liam Sharp. Um, oh shit. We've got okay. the Amazing Spider-Man number one. You know, I had to do it. Had to get that that stanky leg cover. Yeah, there we go. Talk about um, that. Gotta tell you, not loving the cover choices for Amazing Spider-Man number one. They were um, lacking. Yeah, I thought they could have they could have gone harder. They could have come harder with that one. And then Knights of X number one. They could have come harder for it. Indeed. Yep. Uh, so first off, just out the gate, strong week for comics. Lots of really, really cool stuff uh, this week. So please do share your polls with us. Uh, we probably could have done like another three or four books in terms of, you know, how big this week was. Um, share So share your polls with us. You know, if you're in Twitch right now with us live, say hello. Hello, Trap Zord. Hello, The Medic. Thank you guys for joining and hanging out with us. Uh, if you want to be a part of this as a live show, you can always do that by joining us on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pulls. Uh, Saturday mornings, you can start your weekend with the Comics Pals by joining us at 10, 15 a.m. for the main show. Uh, this week, uh, I think... I think that we saw some footage from the Flash at uh, CinemaCon, right? We're gonna be talking about that. I mean, they didn't talk about the Flash. They talked about Michael Keaton um, and General Zod, who's in that movie for some reason. But we're gonna be talking about that. Lots of lots of stuff to discuss over there. If you want to support the show, Patreon.com/slash The Comics Pals is the absolute best way that you can help us out. We've got a lot of great content there marco just put out his newsletter um we'll talk about that more on the main show marco but uh, that's out there now for you guys to check out palin around number one's out there lots of great stuff at patreon.com slash the comics pals youtube.com slash the comics pals to check out all of our content if you cannot listen live that is a great place to uh listen to the show like the video share with your friends subscribe to our channel for free all that's free helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Let's jump right into these reviews. We're starting with Death of the Justice League, number one. This is wait, Sean. The, is this yeah Justice League seventy five? I'm sorry, seventy five. Seventy five. Oh, I wasn't sure if this was like one of those legacy. 
things. It's it gets confusing. just the okay. fact that it's been referred to as Death of the Justice yeah, League. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was keeps throwing me off. Um, but so it's written by Joshua Williamson. He got tapped to do this one issue of Justice League as the primer and lead in to everything that's coming with Dark Crisis, uh, joined by Rafa Sandoval on pencils, uh, Jordi Tarragona on inks, and Matt Herms on letters. Josh Reed did the, or sorry, Matt Herms on colors. Josh Reed did the letters. Um, I've been looking forward to this a lot. A lot. I, th- I was like, man, this is this is I can't wait for this. I love when events start with some preamble, get us excited. Um, that's this is exactly what I was hoping for. Th- this issue, the idea of it is exactly what I was hoping for when they initially announced Dark Crisis. Did the issue actually work is what we're here to talk about. Did it live up to the hype? What do you guys think? Um, I. On the whole. Uh, I enjoyed this. Um, I don't know why I had to say on the whole that, but you know what I mean? I, I did enjoy this issue. Yeah. Um, I I love a good, there's just something about a, a big DC justice league event book that just scratches an inch. Another other book, like none other book scratches, like not even a Marvel event feels the same way as a, as a big DC event, especially when you, uh, you tease the crisis name there too. Yeah. It's just a whole different Man, There thing. was so much crisis meat in this book. Yeah. 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 And the, I've enjoyed Williamson's previous two miniseries. I guess they would be. It was um. Uh, oh, geez, what was the other one? The the Infinite Frontier, and then the most recent one, right. which was. Yeah, uh, Justice League Incarnate. There we go, Thanks, right? Sean. Yeah. Um, so I I enjoyed those those two series, and that's really been kind of seeding this whole thing in the background. And now things got so bad because at the end of uh, Justice League Incarnate, yeah, they, they royally fuck up everything. Our, our heroes, you know, big surprise. You put Captain Carrot on a team and things just don't go out, as, you know, as planned. Um, and Barry screws up royally there, too. Um, they have to call in the big guns, so they call in the Justice League. And at this point, this, this is like a good way of kind of telling us where the justice league is at this point you know we're 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 told that superman isn't really on earth you know um john stewart is apparently like the green lantern Um, yeah he was like ion right yeah he was like ion and i think i read that he also in the most in the last issue of green lantern he finally got all the green lantern their rings back which apparently was the thing that happened Um, so the green lantern core is back um, so they, yeah. they really are just recycling stories then. Sure, they? yeah. Um, but I think the, the plotting of it's really good, and, and I like how it, it it brings these godlike characters back into the fold, and then spoiler from the cover kills them. You know, air, air quotes. Um, I thought it was fun, and it, and it just had like uh, the Rafa Sandoval art is it was just like candy. Those like yeah. double page spreads where there's fighting, like yeah. it's it's. It's dumb fun, although like seeing what was it? It was that like made me be like, uh, I don't know about that. It was like uh, Green Arrow fighting Doomsday. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> good luck. Aquaman, it, well, it, it's Aquaman fighting Doomsday, and Aquaman's trident is shattering. I'm like, oh, that that ain't looking good. Yeah, they they do call out like uh, you know, oh, these guys are so easy now. It must be something which I think makes a lot to, of sense because yeah. otherwise, it'd be like, what do you? Why is Darkseid not just like taking all of these people? Like he should be clowning them. 
speaking of dark side you know what i found really interesting is in one of dark side's first appearances in the great darkness saga in in the old legion of superheroes stuff he is the great darkness Hmm. and the saga is all you know about him coming to power and and uh you know rising up or whatever no fun Um, fact so go ahead sorry uh, so, you know, I can't imagine what that obscure um, comic from 50 years ago is going to have to do with this, but it's based on a billion other comics from 50 years ago, so why the hell not? Yeah. Greenberg has actually made its first appearance in uh, Swamp Thing, just throwing that out there. Wait, who did? The Great Darkness. That's where they... Uh, oh, really? That was... an arc... That deals with it in the Alan Moore stuff. When did the Legion stuff come before it? I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know. All right. Anyway, um, so Sorry, Sean, Sean's too busy talking about the Kardashians in the in the chat here. You know. I mean, you guys are boring me to tears. So, um, <laughs> from an art standpoint, this was this was hot fire. Like this is this was beautiful. The colors were tremendous. Um, all throughout, like hats off, hats off. This was one of the best looking books that I have read uh, in recent memory, at the very least. This was this was amazing. Um, the action scenes were incredible. Superman looks like he's on roids. I gotta say, um, clubs workout. Yeah, yeah, my man works out hard body. Uh, look at his neck on that first that first double page spread. Um, my man's got quite a neck going on. And what's up with Captain Carrot? When did he jump on the juice? Carrot juice. Jesus. <laughs> Carrot juice. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. a spinach. Um, as far as the story goes, uh, you know, it was all right. It was all <laughs> There's right. Not much to it. Yeah. Um, very plain. Uh, pariah, you know. I'm sure that there are people who could school me on, you know, more information about this guy, but looking at him, there you go. Um, But just from what was here, this individual issue, he's just, all right. He's just overpowered for for why. I don't know. Cause he has to be, he's got more power, uh, more personality in this, in this one Mm -hmm. issue that he does in the entirety of crisis on infinite earth yeah and and sean like that's also part of the thing like he never really had power like this so they're confused and Mm. and i kind of like that bit of it um and i also love a good story where like the main characters get you know shuffled away early on right so like the b team can can step up like that's always like my favorite kind of trope so i'm excited to see who that b team is going to be in this do you like uh, Mystery Men? The film. I love Mystery Men. Such it a is funny one movie. of my. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. It is the I I wore out my DVD when I was when I was younger. Yeah. I didn't care about the Dark Army. You know, I didn't I, really. No, why the Necron? hell would I? Nothing. I popped. Are they Necron, really? Man. They're not even really them, right? Like. No, they are them, but I think because they're being controlled and he's trying to like or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the great darkness has to control all of them at once. They've lost power because he's trying to control everything. Right. Yeah. Um, they even got the multiversity guy there in the background, that horned guy. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I like DC. I like big power villains in DC for sure. We all do. Anti Monitor, Dark Side. But I don't love it so much when it's like, here's a random villain you don't know who looks extremely generic, but for whatever reason has the power to just obliterate the Justice League. By Justice League. Like, I, I would like to know a little bit more about why that was possible. And maybe that's on me for not having read Justice League Incarnate. Um, but He's this did any- feel out of nowhere. <laughs> Pariah isn't like a, an issue of Justice League Incarnate. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So this this definitely felt like it was out of nowhere. I was hoping that they would die in a little bit more of an epic fashion than this. I think everybody gets, well, that's probably not even true. Some of them get moments that are interesting, but by and large, you just kind of get taxed. Uh, Matt says in the chat, got to be better than metal. And I'd argue that uh, that is not a hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. Um, yeah, it's interesting with all of the references that Williamson is trying to pull out with uh, Death of the Justice League, with his references to the previous crises. It feels very thin, you know. His like the 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 moment where uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all fade away. That's how Barry Allen dies uh, the first time, and it's absolutely monumental, and it's been built up for fifteen issues or something, and this while the reference is really, really good and I appreciated it, maybe Tyler did. I did, yeah. It kind of falls flat. It seems referential, I think, yeah. is, the, is the issue. Um, which, again, I think the art uh, nails it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, when, I, when, I tur- when I turned the page, I was like, oh. Like, I knew they were going to die, but like seeing them die in that way, I'm like, oh, this is crisis level shit. Um, so like I Green Arrow that. getting absolutely obliterated did more for me than that. That was really Agreed. good. Yes, that yeah. was a good moment. One it, thing Williamson is good at is he can nail those moments. He knows how mm-hmm. to deliver on them. Um, the way, even just the way it was set up with him choosing to be here. He, he wasn't called. He chose to be here and he died for it. He paid the price. Um, but he's happy to do that because he died alongside his team and Black Canary. And who can't connect to that? Um, that was a great I moment. I don't think he died. Oh, uh, I, I mean, he gets he gets beat to shit. But they they call for like medics once they get transferred back. Well, they call for help for him. So like, I think he'll be right. like maybe like our sole survivor or something, and like he helps lead the team or something like that. I don't know. Well, they put Shazam in that, or Shazam, Shazadam, oh. uh, Black Adam, <laughs> in the in the sole survivor position. In fact, yeah. uh, I had a few flashbacks to Marvel movies throughout this. Uh, so first of all, he's very much in the Bruce Banner position. Yeah, uh, from you know from uh, Infinity War, which was like to me that was just heavy handed. In, in terms of the reference and then of course you know the dusting of the big three you know you guys referenced barry allen and that's you know fair enough but just visually without knowing about that i was like okay so is this guy like 
Like, is this just supposed to be a Thanos reference or what are we doing? You know? No, the Thanos is a crisis reference. Yeah. So get some respect in your mouth. Um, Kale, that will be the last time you tell me what I should put in my mouth. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it it really ought to be. It ought to be. That don't mean it will be. Uh, uh, the next episode yeah. of Pound Around, you can figure out uh, <laughs> what fits where. Uh, you can find out what I can't put in my mouth without risking death <laughs> if you listen to uh, episode one. Um, Sultan says soups, bats, and Wonder Woman just get dusted. I I agree. You know, I I I'm all for the big epic stuff, but I won't. I want those characters to also feel like characters and not just oh god, they could die to this. This is bad. You know, they don't feel like people they don't influence the situation they're helpless and i get that they want to leave it to the next generation but we're here we read these books for these people so i want them to at least get something especially if they're going to be gone for a while and that didn't happen um i don't know what to attribute that to this was long it wasn't a short issue by any means but they didn't have enough space i suppose to do that and I wish that it, I wish that they had taken the time. I, I it, it because it felt like Telegraph just off the cover, right? I, I didn't have as much of an issue with that because I, I was just I was waiting for it. It's like when yeah. you know you figure out the ending to a movie and you're just kind of waiting for it to pop up. Um, whether or not that can be satisfying, I think, is definitely up to uh, to be questioned. And for me, it, it worked just because I knew it was going to happen. I was waiting for the moment, and I'm not as well versed in crisis stuff. It always feels like I'm. I don't know. It always feels like I, I missed a class and I've, I'm catching up on homework <laughs> with the stuff. So for me, that, that worked fine just because I knew it was going to be encapsulated in this issue and I needed to see that happen and I got what I got. But wouldn't you want a comic that's just better? Like, wouldn't you want a comic that has emotional weight rather than just them dying? Because we all know they're going to die, right? Like, the point of reading it is to see how and whether it's cool or not. And that was the problem that we had, or at least that I had with uh, with the death of Doctor Strange, number one, was that, okay, yeah, we know what's going to happen. It's in the title. What are you going to do to impress me? You know, beyond just kill him, because anyone could write that that comic. Um, so that's my issue. Um, I, go ahead. I will say my my issue was, and that was, it was an issue, but I was like, oh, they're fucked. Is when you know we get back to Earth, and then like the remaining characters are oh, Detective Chimp, Naomi, and Firestorm. I'm like, oh yeah, that that ain't good. Talk about your B team. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the league's in trouble. Earth is in trouble. The multiverse is in trouble. It should be fun. I'm excited for Dark Crisis. Honestly, I think I'm, I think I, I'm ready for like a, a good Crisis book. Yeah. Yeah, this was solid. This, I think I am too. Yeah. Much more of a visual treat, I think, than yeah. anything else. It felt but. like a like a free comic book day issue almost. Yep. Yeah. Like more yep. more of a, a premise. Like this is like like what zero issues used to be. You know, where it yeah. wasn't necessarily essential reading, but it was like it really led you into the event. Yeah. Yeah. There is a there's a there's one more book coming uh, before Dark Crisis, I believe, that ties directly in uh, Justice League Road to Dark Crisis. So they do have one more shot to set the table for this. Um, that should be interesting. 
I think that DC has done a good enough job of building hype for Dark Crisis. And whatever my thoughts about this issue's handling of the big three overall and their actual deaths, I would say death-wise, this is pretty middle of the road. Like, this isn't that cool compared to a lot of other deaths we've seen in comics. But as a setup for the future, yeah, bring it on. Bring on Dark Crisis. I'm ready for it. You have to pull it. I mean, if you're... Yeah, I would say, if I would he, say pull it. Yeah. This, is, this is DC, you know. Also, um, one thing we didn't talk about. It's a Justice League issue that's not by Bendis. Like, that alone is worth the pull. Like, we haven't had that in how long at this point? A couple years. Three right. years or so? Two, three years? Yeah. Too long. Yeah. Obligatory pull. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, let's talk about Swamp Thing number 12. Something with a little more to chew on. Uh, Rom V, Mike, and Mike, Perkins and Spicer, of course, on art and colors, respectively, and Aditya Bidikar doing the letters. Um, so. I actually wasn't here when you guys reviewed number 11. So I didn't read that. Um, and I I read this one kind of quick. So I'm going to let you guys pretty much handle the, the, the review here. Uh, I will say from a visual standpoint, this book just never misses. It's unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. Um, you know, we've we've praised it for its color. It's, it's use of colors before. And I feel like, you know, we've seen issues that really focus on like purple and orange. We've seen issues that go deep into green. We've seen issues that feature red. I feel like this one really brought everything out. All those color combinations were present. And it was really just a feast. Really amazing stuff. Well, if you want to talk about the color, the color part of it, I think the, the use of... Um, so in, in this book, um, we get the... An introduction of a new parliament, which is kind of insane. Yeah. Um, but it's about uh, metal and iron uh, being a representation of industry and mm. adaptation, which I thought was great. But the idea of like all those bits of the book were in like these cool and kind of cold colors in a yeah. way. And then you juxtapose it with the bright, you know reds almost like fall colors and greens that you have in the green and it really shows the difference between the two i guess parliaments at this point which is which is kind of wild um, but that that's a big deal right marco the, like a whole new parliament like i don't remember how many times i've seen that yeah they it doesn't happen too often the last one was the the rhythm the machines in um charles soul run and then the very last issue of that run was like the this concept of ideas and stories and I think that that's where Rom is pulling from with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it it's cool to see a new parliament sort of be born and the context around it because it's, yeah, it, it's, it, it doesn't happen very often. And when it does, I think it's executed usually in a really thoughtful way. I like the way that he surrounds himself with this concept of building and with like you said, industry, and um, I guess in another sense, even like this concept of capitalism, like it's become its own beast and it lives by itself right now at this point. Um, I, I, it was cool. Uh, I I think some of the, uh, in, in this instance, we, we get to see Ram uh, be a little bit more verbose. Uh, he, he sort of feels, 
uh, quite a bit, which I think was probably my my only critique in, in this issue. Um, but otherwise, yeah, the the introduction of the Parliament of Gears, which is that business focused sort of mindset, um, counterpoint with the uh, Levi being pulled out of the green again and sort of brought back into just him and his being. Uh, I thought this was good. I, I don't think this was the uh, the best issue. Um, I think because he sort of started, uh, it felt like to me, started fumbling around with his words a bit, um, made it a bit more of a, um, I guess, trip to read through. And then Hawksmoor, I'm not sure what his role in all this is quite yet. Um, I'm, I'm still interested in that angle. And uh, to your point, Tyler, on like how the the the, te the textures and like the colors all sort of play i also like that the when he's in this factory it's all like grimy and gross mm -hmm. and then you get these metal bits coming out which is direct contrast with sort of this like softness of the uh the plant life and there's more of this just organic texture whereas this other stuff feels like oh coming out of the mire and like oil goop or something and um, i thought that was really cool the there's this horrific eye panel um, where the eye just like goes limp and like looks up. It's it's just gross. And I, I, I enjoyed those moments. I think Perkins really shines in this book. And yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where the rest of this goes. Uh, I'm curious where the meeting's gonna happen between Hawksmoor, um, this new head of Parliament of Gears and uh, uh, Levi. Cause it's, it's, it's interesting so far. Uh, Kale, I know you kind of I felt you like revile once you, he talked about how wordy it was and how scene chewy it felt. But I started reading this in the voice of Werner Herzog, uh, which made it Ugh, 10 times looking, better. I was looking for a voice and I couldn't quite find it. That's because perfect. that whole, like the whole idea of uh, the, the creations of man versus the nature of earth is a very yeah, Herzogian yeah, yeah. thing. Um, and he almost looks like him in a strange way too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, can see it. I was kind of feeling that in a way. And like, just like how this whole new parliament can grow because like, this is not something that existed when the earth was made, you know, the idea of that there had to be a, an evolution of the parliaments in general for that to even come mm -hmm. about. Um, and it being, you know, the, the, the epicenter of it being in Detroit, an, an abandoned really city in current day America, that was uh, a, a a important part of industry and innovation originally, mm. uh, and now it being kind of a a graveyard. It, oh, it's, he's working on a lot of things here that I really enjoy. Um, what was the what was the point for Swamp Thing in this set of issues? I guess this one and the last one. And I'll include Tefe in that conversation because I don't I don't think I quite understand like what his role to play in this was. Was this were were these two issues just to introduce you know the Parliament of Gears or whatever? Because that's fine. I but I viewed it as, as I was A going, and B. Oh, I was going to respond to that, but I was going to say please. I was viewing it as A and B, like two separate plots that now are now only converging. Um, okay. Yeah. I think I think the 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 green stuff was really Levi, kind of resolving his issue with with his brother, that we were kind of left on, at the end of the the main run or whatever, like the, the issue the first ten season season like one. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it was more of a 
resolution of that or as the new big bad is really forming in that i thought the end scene of this book kind of threw me for a loop i'm like oh we got another thing going on <laughs> yeah the um it did the b plot of this where swamp thing is just kind of like figuring out his whole situation post him interrupting his brother and all that it felt reminiscent of when um uh, uh the first arc that we read for the book club where he's like in in the in the swamp and he's just like stuck and rooted and he's trying to figure his own stuff out and um he has to be pulled out by abby um that's sort of what i was feeling with this um and i don't know how i feel about the the end the trinity or, or trinity i i don't get it I, I, is it radiation because if it is there's something that sort of Trinity was the name of the original test nuke. So, ah, uh, okay. It's almost a sentient version of the or- original wow. atom bomb. What? Interesting. Um, which is yeah, okay. it, that's where I was like, oh, oh okay, interesting. I, I don't know where that fits into all this. I mean, it is the peak of um, innovation at a certain point. So I don't know if that works into the idea of this new Parliament of Gears. Um, well, it's also the the greatest manifestation of you know human violence, right? Like yeah. it's it's equally the greatest representation of our technological advancement, but also our great humanity's greatest sin. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it fits right in as being a midway point between the two. It's interesting because it cross sections between the green, the black, and the red. You know, like life, plant life, and then mm-hmm. death. That fits. You can always count on Rom V to hit you with some crazy, like, reference to something that you'd never think about or just weave something in. And it's like, how are you pulling this off? I think while this was a very talky issue, you know, and and again, it's like we only have 16 of these, right? I think. Yeah, there's four mushers. Yeah. So not a lot of time left. So you're like, gosh, I wish we weren't spending so much time talking in this you know, one issue, like I wish more had happened, him having the space to play around like that and establish those things hopefully means, and you can trust Rob, he's, you know, he's always delivers that later on, we're going to feel the weight of this. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, very much so. I I think I'm glad that we're setting this up in the first two issues because that means we have four issues to play. Right. And, you know, we're, it's, I'm pretty confident that the Suicide Squad won't show up, so we won't be derailed, you know? Yeah, that, that issue also, they also had their first, their last issue this week, so. Mm. Well, don't worry, he's going to have to cross over with the, the death of the Justice League. And somehow, they have to pick up uh, <laughs> Aquaman and Slack. Oh, gosh. Um, so, pull or pass? Yeah. I say pull. Yeah, it's a pull. I think you I'm can. Trade you can mm. I would do both. Can I say that? Say not not, want, not yeah. pull and pass, but trade weight and pull. Like <laughs> pull and pass. <laughs> like I, I'm uh, real excited to read this as a collection. I'm still into it. I got to go back and read eleven. Um, I think for me, probably the break did take away my excitement a little bit. Uh, mm, yeah. It affected this way more than Nice House for some reason. Uh, that felt like an, an, a season of television had ended, and I was really looking forward to the next one. Whereas 
this was like, man, you know, this was really cool, but I wasn't thinking about it while it was gone. And when it came back, I wasn't motivated enough to pick up, well, to read issue 11 when I got it. Mm. So the issue 11, I think you're going to enjoy. There's this great uh, surgery scene. It's just fucked mm-hmm. up. It's real good. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. And again, I, I will say pull this. If you've been on for the ride, there's no reason for you not to read this. And if you haven't, then we're only 12 issues deep. So getting the trade and then jumping on board, whether that's through, you know, DC Infinite or whatever, DC Universe app, whatever it's called, um, that would not be difficult at all. So I think it's worth it. Yeah, uh, this was my poll of the week. Awesome. Why? Me too. Me too. Believe (laughs) it or not, dude. Yeah, I'm even wearing this shirt and everything, you know, got to rep. I'm wearing mine too. See, Marco? Oh, let's go. Wow. Wait a minute. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> Wait uh, a minute. My, my, my swamp thing. whole long. episode to Sorry. pull that out. Right? <laughs> I didn't know. I, it was not on purpose. I'm only realizing it now. I just. Wait, you didn't realize you had a man thing shirt on when you were going to review Swamp Thing? No, I didn't, honestly. No, you're. A- Does anyone not- believe that? <laughs> my Does head- anybody believe? My that? head is in the clouds right now. I don't. I, I didn't plan it unless the sub- subconsciously it was. It was. It was working, which I do not doubt. My subconscious would do that. So. All right. Well, uh, let's let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man number one. Doing the stinky leg. Um, do you want to get it out of the way, Tyler? Because I know I just know you're chomping at the bit. Uh, no, so I don't know who was in the Discord. Like I, I always, I thought the leg in this is annoying in this cover. Um, but somebody picked out that Spider-Man is thwipping without the pinky, and that yeah. is more annoying to me. Oh, I can't shit. not see that now. Yeah, Ooh. like I understand how it would still work. You're still hitting the right. The digits are hitting the right. You know, button on the on the web web shooter. But like you, you gotta have the pinky, like. Try to do three. Try to do three fingers in the spot. Like it does not feel right. Oh wait, that's just a, a finger gun. Never mind. It feels fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the the leg didn't bother me too much, just because you know how like in uh, when you're doing animation in video game in video games, you have to as I do certain features, yeah. right? Like for me, this is one of those like rubber band things that you just need to be able to showcase movement on a static in a static image it, you need to showcase elasticity elasticity yeah if you're mr fantastic why is his leg sticking out so far and this, also his not only is his leg sticking out like he's mr fantastic but it looks brittle it looks like when he lands that shit's going to break in fact it looks already broken in a couple of places what the <laughs> hell happened here but we have dunked on this cover on the main show I wanted to give Tyler the space because I know he's been wanting to talk about it, but that's the last time we're going to talk about this cover. Okay. Instead, we're going to talk about what's inside. So Zeb Wells, John Romita Jr. Of course, returning to Spider-Man, Scott Hamna or Hanna rather Marcio Menez. That's the creative team. Now this book starts with Spider-Man did something bad. I guess there's a crater uh in pennsylvania which is appropriate and then we go six months later and we don't know what it is that spider-man did but clearly he pissed off a lot of people because aunt may's not not having it uh the creditors chasing him down i mean he's living a new york life like this is (laughs) (laughs) this is pretty normal um 
His bet his best friend is pissed at him because he left him paying the rent, which by the way would never happen. No, no way. way. That is nuts. That would never yeah. happen. In New York, that's yeah. most prices. Ending. Yeah. I don't know where Zeb Wells lives, but every Spider-Man comic book feels like he's paying, even in No Way Home, it feels like his rent is like 1960s rent. He's got rent-controlled housing. In No Way Home, my man is studying for his GED, okay? (laughs) No evidence of a job at all and and, and is paying the rent for an apartment. On what salary? How much does this apartment cost? There's no way. He sold some Tony Stark tech on the black market. That might get you sure. at least a month's rent. So, so my my question is, where where is it that Peter lives in this comic book that his friend was able to hold him down for this six months? <laughs> Yo, right? Yo, and it's it says Alphabet City, right? Yeah, Alphabet where's City, that? It, Nobody uh, calls it Alphabet City anymore. What? Of course they do. I thought that was a more of an older term. I don't think that's nah, a. It's still. It's, it's I still. still the, okay. I, I thought it, I thought it was an older. Uh, term myself but no. in any event yeah uh, go ahead but but still that that area now that's just up and coming bro that's that's expensive yeah that's so, okay so where is it uh between 14th and four no 14 and then like even lower in like uh houston oh, right like how between yeah, houston geez. and then it's past first Ave. that's when it goes to abc yeah. <laughs> C.W. Gordon says New York rent not sliding with the timeline. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I feel like neither are only, wages. The only uh, writer who's gotten that right is uh, what is it? Nick Spencer. He had three roommates and they were all villains. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, awesome. was boomerang. And that's the best part. That of was my friend. experience yeah. living in New York. <laughs> yeah. That's the um, experience. And also, like, isn't I like how we're stuck on this part? But isn't isn't like um, Randy like a reporter, like like his dad? Oh, is that that Randy Robertson? That's what I it's assume. His his son. It's it's yeah, Robbie's yeah, yeah. son, Randy. Yeah. Um, which like I don't think a reporter can pay for someone else's rent for six. But is okay. He's also dating the Beatle, so she might just be stealing shit. So he wouldn't be able to pay his own rent. Like this is bullshit. This is Zeb Wells. The rest of the comic is fine. I'm not even talking about that. I like the issue. I'm just talking about this one part. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm just talking about that one part. This is, come on, please. I don't know where Zeb Wells lives, but uh, in New York, you can't get away with this stuff. Anyway, uh, so Pete's life is really bad. No one likes him. Tough times. MJ's not answering the phone. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, We see the return of Digger, which most, most people were probably like, Okay, you know, like in an issue one, you expect like, oh man, big returns, you know, like Green Goblin, you know, Venom, whoever. Digger, who is Digger? Do you guys know Digger? Yep, I have. Yeah, dude. I have seen Digger before. I didn't know he was dead, but I didn't care if he was alive. Yep. <laughs> what was he in? Is there like a certain just, arc? I don't know. Just Spider Man uh, you know, over the years. It's in uh, a couple issues. It's a short arc, I think, right around issue maybe 500 it's straczynski's run oh okay i gotcha so this is near Um, near the moreland area uh yeah after okay this is right down Um, the alley then yeah 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 (laughs) but even i wasn't excited about it i went (laughs) really hey cw gordon in the chat says just read the whole jms and slot run last year hyped to see digger all right so we found the fan 
right. Okay. Okay. I take it back. I take it back. Dude, it was a turn page, right? So I'm like, <laughs> oh, the lizard. Wait, nope. <laughs> nope. It's Digger. Uh, what, a, what a name, too. Sean, that's like one of those like wrestling like uh, run-ins, and they take off the mask, and you're like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh boy. It's like when you, it's like when you turn out the lights in a wrestling show, and then they come back on, and it's like someone no one gives a shit about, like they did on mm-hmm. AEW a couple of weeks back, like Santum Singh or whatever his name. Yes, was, uh, yeah, Santum Singh. No one cared about that. Uh, anyway. We see Tombstone is kind of like the boss man of New York, which is pretty cool. Tombstone, if you're a classic uh, Spider-Man fan, Tombstone was all over the place back in the day. So it's nice to see him um, sort of take a a bigger role. I I really like that. Um, And he's the boss. And we see he's kind of controlling things. There's people like Negative Man at the table. Uh, what's the mask lady's name? Madam Mask, right? Madam Mask, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, love her. She's a great uh, Iron Is Man. Crime girl. Master uh, there with the uh, the black mask and the fedora. Mm. Hammerhead's there too. So you know, again, like if you like street level stuff, there's a lot of that. This feels. I hate to say this with Spider Man because I feel like every run tries to be this at the start, but it feels like back to basics in a lot of ways, um, down to the villains, which I, I enjoyed that aspect of the story. Um, and then from there, it's kind of just a romp. Like Spider-Man <laughs> chases the villains while he's riding the top of the vehicle, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah like, he just it lands like an itsy bitsy spider. <laughs> okay, sure. Thunk. Yeah. Okay. There's just a lot of fun. Tombstone's house gets blown up. That was insane. I, I gotta, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, can we talk about Ramita? Yeah, like, that's exactly where I was going. Yeah, yes. I thought this was fantastic, Ramita. Yeah, gotta what? say, this gotta say, good shit. This what? doesn't feel like he has missed a step. Since this was the like Straczynski early stuff. kickass too. Like yeah. this is like, oh, it was so good. I was like so happy to see this, and it was it was paneled perfectly for him too. Instead of like where I think like Bendis and especially the DC stuff really try to make Ramita fit into. Like like really tight panels, which he does not work with. They were doing like six panel grids in this, yeah. Where like each of the panels let him do his work without it and let it let it breathe too. Uh, I thought it was great, man. The face work was classic, Romita. I loved it. What? Well, <laughs> classic Romita in that it's it's not great, but it's but Romita. Romita. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think if you so you have to like him, right? But I think if you like John Romita Jr., this is some of the best stuff he's done in a very yeah. long time. Yeah. I haven't it, felt it, good about his work since Kick Ass. Yeah, it ain't it ain't the faces we're showing up for. <laughs> that is indeed true. I also want to say I think that Scott Hanna and yeah. Marcio Menez did a lot of work. I think they did a lot of work the in terms way- of shoring this up and from a color standpoint this is real good i think they worked yeah. hard they they deserve a lot of credit the way it was colored uh added um uh, shape to yes. what typically i feel like ramita is is very flat yes um, and normally i'm really into flat but like the way it added shape especially and i think that's where like the faces got me where like the faces had shape to it because of the way it was like colored and shaded too which i felt even it felt like a, a, a like a breath of fresh air for Ramita, which yeah, I was not expecting. Honestly, I'm gonna hold up a panel right now. It just caught my eye. Um, 
it's it's of Spider-Man being choked by the digger. And what I'm highlighting this for is because if you look, you can see the mask mm-hmm. is kind of like crumpled up. That's not a feature that you would see with that level of definition typically in a remediable. That's real good. It's real good. Uh, I thought there was a lot to love from the art from from an art standpoint here. Real good. Soul in the Swing says, why is this so much better than Action Comics and Batman? That's a good question. I I think he's got to have the right writer, honestly. My man can just do it on Spider-Man. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's in in the Romita blood. Like, he can just do it. First of all, I think that uh, both, well, Superman at the very least, you see his face constantly. And that's one of Romita's not strongest suits. I'm having... Um, Spider-Man is, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Spider-Man has a more, more of a loose physical uh, presentation. And I think that that works. Romita worked, knows how to work with that. Whereas with Superman, he always felt stiff as if that was a deliberate action. But from Romita, it looked too stiff, if you will. It wasn't presenting presence. It was just cardboard. That's why you can get a stanky leg on the cover, and it doesn't look that out of place. There you go. Uh, yeah, Matt, I did. I did like it. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. I really did. This is my book of the week. Mine too. Yeah, mine yeah. too. It was close, Marco. For me. Let's hear. It. I really want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you guys are bugging, bro. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Yo, this art. Are are you joking? No, uh, bro. All right, turn to page, Sean. 36 yeah. okay there's just it's just this one page where i think i think the issue for me was the faces there are a lot of close-ups in this and it started back when even we get introduced to randy my dude looks like a muppet in some pictures in some like panels um that's why i like it okay <laughs> dude, wait look at this All right, let me see, let me see this i place. know what you're talking about yeah this one panel right over here the, over here in the corner he just looks like a fucking muppet his mouth is all weird. I don't know what we're supposed to be looking at. Like, I don't uh, know. That looks pretty normal to me, man. Yeah, all right. The faces were the <laughs> biggest issue, I think, for me. Um, I think his dynamicism is pretty good. He has a lot of good action sequences. But anytime we had these smaller, intimate moments, I was struggling to get through. I just I couldn't look at anything else but big lips or uh, weird mouth positions. And the eyes wouldn't match up in certain panels from panel to panel. Um, it, I, some people were just elongated. Uh, he's, uh, he's Peter Parker might be top five for me. Um, top three for me. But this is definitely weaker. Romita Peter Parker. You guys saying that this is the best stuff that he's put out in the past few (laughs) years. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Ramita like that, but uh, if you guys say so, you know, Mark, uh, I'm going to say, say so. Mar- trust Marco, I, trust I and believe. Up, I threw up on the stream. You can see it on the Zoom. Um, a character he drew for DC Comics. Can you tell me which DC Comics character that is? I, th- DC? I, I put his, Yeah. This, this. Is that a, what is that? A Sasquatch? Um, uh, you want to take another stab at it? It's a DC Comics villain. Will that help? A villain? Oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> I remember. 
Give me, give me a. It's Gorilla Grodd. It's Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say rogues. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is his Gorilla Grodd. So yeah, I'm happy to see him not at DC. Oh my god, dude! I will say, absurd. uh, Rabbit, I had weird feelings. Um, Yeah, yeah, I. I In your pants? I just said weird feelings. It's Uh, a, it's a. Hey, Marco, that's like an easy, like ten dollar Marvel Legends figure. That one, White Rabbit. It, it, would, it would cost more to, bar, to to buy a new mason jar than it would be to to get that. So <laughs> to buy a rabbit figure, you know what? Okay, yeah. okay, good uh, to know. Semen back my head. is is another <laughs> kind of milk. <laughs> Arkel's trying to give her her give her his carrot. Uh, so I did want to quickly comment on um, Mary Jane's aspect. Yeah. Before we move on. Yeah. So it Mary Jane's getting. Her phone blown up by uh, her ex-boyfriend, Peter Parker, who's stalking her. And yeah, and she's not really having that. She tells him, don't call this number. Uh, I want nothing to do with you. Um, And then she sees that he's outside her window, which is absurdly creepy. And uh, then her a a guy runs in uh, named Paul, Peter, Paul. Wow. Uh, And then it turns out that they have kids. There's there's two kids. They call her mom. I am assuming those are her stepkids. That's my assumption. One looks a lot like her, though. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, otherwise, can... go ahead. Maybe Paul's got some like real strong swimmers. <laughs> strong enough yeah. to get it done in to have two children in six months. months. Sliding timeline, man. <laughs> my God. Even all right. Even that MJ uh, panel where she's like kiddos, right? Look at the look at the sizing between her head, her arms, the body, the rest of the legs. It's wait, just off, wait. dude. That panel looks immaculate. Look you're at Paul. Joking. Look at Paul at the bottom of the page, and you're gonna tell me Mary Jane is the problem on that page? Oh, Paul too. I, you know, I didn't question Paul either. I thought I, I don't know. I thought, I thought that all looked pretty normal. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Oh, I mean, I, sad boy. I bet you, like, sad boy Peter is just like uh, leaving like packages and notes at, at MJ's door at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. webbing webbing up her name on the Brooklyn yeah. Bridge or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. Writing right, haikus. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, Get out so, of here, Matt. I'm not a hater, bro. It's not good art. It's phenomenal art, Matt, uh, Mark. Wait, it's not even, I don't like, think I don't think that that. Matt has ever come that hard at anyone oh. on the show but me. So Marco, eat it. Uh, well, poor choice of words. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> eat that cum. <laughs> Semen is just another kind of milk. Uh, I, well, I didn't, I didn't press the button that time. Jeez. Oh no. Wow. Uh, anyway, so we all pulled, right? Or Marco? Oh, we pulled. Yeah. Again, phrasing. Sean, come on. Oh, thanks. Sorry. Yeah. I'm right. gonna come. Jesus. <laughs> that's marco to the white rabbit yeah um that one uh yeah hard pull i uh can't believe in this the year of 2020 2022 i'm pulling an amazing spider-man but here we are yeah you're, you're uh, pulling jr jr amazing spider-man like that's happening again <laughs> yeah shocking uh can't wait to see where it goes Harris in the chat says, wait, what? Out of context entry? Listen, man, I can't explain it to you. Uh, I think we'll get banned if I explain it to you. So we're just going to move on and talk about Knights of X 
number one. Uh, I feel like this cover, this is the cover of the week, I think. Well, no, Rogues is the cover of the week. But in terms of the books we bought, I think this is the cover of the week. Um, And uh, so this book is basically a follow-up to Excalibur. It's got Teeny Howard writing it. It's got Bob Quinn on art. Bob Quinn did Way of X, I think. I believe so. It was the one with Legion. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Way also did like a 007 book a couple years back. That was pretty mm. good. Yeah. yeah, Bob Quinn's been around. He's been making the rounds uh, and he's very talented. Uh, Eric Arsenega on colors, Ariana Mayer on letters. Um, so if you didn't like Excalibur, I'll just say this right now. This is not going to be for you. Great. This, this, bo- <laughs> this book is steeped in magic talk and other world and fey and all that bs knights of the round table merlin all of that garbage which i call gar i I say garbage affectionately because i like it um but it's garbage to you if you don't uh it's got all of that but i thought it was fantastic i really oh wow yep i I wasn't really had a blast honestly yeah i had fun with this i i'm typically not a fan of uh, your typical Excalibur stuff, your or rather your you know, Knights of the Round Table, Magic, all that. Um, I fell off of the Black Knight pretty hard, um, just because of that same sort of vibe. But this was this was fun. I, I think the as much as it dipped its toe or I don't know, it jumped into the pool with the Magic stuff. I was able to follow, and I thought that I, I appreciated that because it didn't need me to know sort of what happened before with Excalibur. This was a clean start. This is how we're moving forward. It made some references if you've been following, but outside of that, I was able to follow the story. Um, the art was great. And the, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, the, the magic talk was kept at a minimum. It, it popped up where it was necessary, but otherwise I don't think it overwhelmed the book. What what I liked about this is, and I, and I read all of Excalibur, and I, I enjoyed that. Um, I liked how this felt like it's completely removed from the Kurtakoa stuff. Um, it had no real... Like, it mentioned it maybe once or twice. And it's kind of like, just went whole hog into the sword and sorcery instead. Um, it just raw dog magic, the entire issue. Um, but I like that. I, I like how, like... Previously, like Excalibur, there's oh, it there, you know, with the the tie into like Ten of Swords and like Apocalypse was one of the members of the team originally. It always kind of had its foot in Krakoa and its foot in Otherworld at the same time and it had to like teeter back and forth. Now we're like just fully into the magic, the knights part of it. And I'm fine with that. Like, I think that's like, it, I think it's a good uh, change of pace, especially like an X book that doesn't have to deal with the Krakoan politics. Like, as much as I love that shit. There is another flavor now that I can I can enjoy, and it looks really good. So, I think that uh, everything you just said is true. I like that they kind of double down on you know the other world of this. You know, we know there are mutants in other world. We know that they've been trapped. I like the fact that they're doing like this. Feels in some ways more like a Marauders book than Marauders in the sense that the Marauders don't save anybody. Like, what did they do in that comic book? Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. They're in space now for whatever. Like, I don't know. But um, <laughs> this 
you know, I like the mission statement is save mutants no matter where they are. And here they're in other world. I love that stuff. This is this is great. I have a major complaint. I can't believe no one has said it. yet. Why? Oh, why? Is Saturnine no longer eight feet tall? I knew it. I knew I was going to bring that up. She wasn't always that in the in the previous volume. <laughs> Fair enough. And that was that was a big problem Sean had in the yeah. previous volumes. Too. Yeah, my one of my my problems on the reviews of those was that there she wasn't a tall giant goddess, mm. but in Ten of Swords, she was. And I think that that change should have been retained. She should dwarf everybody else. And I don't like the fact that they went away from that. She lost some. So in this episode, Marco admits or, or discovers his fascination with rabbit women. Um, check out Final Fantasy XIV online. You might oh, like it. No, no, I've, I've, I, I'm a big fan of Space Jam. Oh, okay, well, okay, I see where that comes from. And, and, and Sean is professing his admiration for giantesses? For Saturnine. And I have done this many mm. times, so I won't, I won't belabor it. But listen, they need Bob Quinn. Listen, man. You need to you need to change that, buddy. Step it Actually, up. now that you mention it, I think she does get Step big towards the end of Excalibur. I remember there was like a fight scene where she shows up as big. I think she can adjust it. Yeah, well, she needs to adjust it for me. Oh boy, <laughs> vor fetish. Uh, well. Otherwise, Sean can't adjust it for her. Um, Sean, uh, uh, a one Matthew Peel Murphy uh, redeemed. Oh. A highlighted message. Oh, okay. All right. Time to read it. Uh, so Matt Murphy says, save mutants from the Krakoa era. Damn. I got to say, I might be there. What? You're I'm off? Bored. I'm bored. No, come on. I uh, I read I read this and I wasn't. I, this, I, I read this and I went, actually, I think I'm done. All right. This all isn't right. even part of the, really the Krakoan stuff. This wasn't like a good change of pace since you weren't that's, really feeling that. That's, no, I don't care about even one of these characters. You tell me a baby's a dragon. You didn't know. You in in other world, yeah. Oh, oh is that what it was? World. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was so yeah. confused. I was like, where did the baby go, and where the fuck did this dragon come from? Even worse is Jubilee's baby. Ugh. It's not even her real baby. No. Oh, so okay. she's stealing babies now. She but stole it when she was a vampire. We just we read all this. I didn't. I. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> I don't know how that I missed it. I don't. I genuinely don't know yeah, either. But like, she's like taking care of some somebody's baby. I don't know who. It was. Can Can I just say, is Shogo the longest lasting baby in mainstream comic books? Yes. Absolutely. It has to be. And they Everyone would have just way. dropped that baby plot years ago. Drop that baby. character. Dude, they literally took hope to the future and brought her back as like an adult (laughs) (laughs) just to get through all of that. Uh, All right. Well, in any event, um, this this issue has all the action. Uh, There's there's just a lot of action, which I really enjoyed. Um, First issues generally get bagged on, including here on this podcast for being very by the numbers. This issue does all the things it's supposed to do as a first issue without ever feeling like it's dragging to me. And it probably is able to do that in part because of the fact that it has the Excalibur lineage. So there's some stuff you can kind of skip past. 
but I think it does everything it's supposed to do, and it does them in a way that's engaging. And I think Teeny Howard is actually getting better, and I already thought highly of her through Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think it, it uh, from a story perspective, does what it needs to do, and um, it carries you along through the narrative. I thought it was paced pretty well. It was enough for me, who's not familiar with Excalibur, somebody coming fresh in with this, it carried me along through the end. And and for that, uh, I definitely appreciated it. It's just fun. It's good. Quick question. Is that Corvus Glaive that appears like halfway through the issue? He's the dude with the knife who has like a cloak that's got some black and yellow in it. No, those are just random other world uh, villains that were introduced. They're just like fae people. He looks exactly like Corvus Glaive. God. Side note, the names for that Hickman came up with for the uh for like Corvus Glaive and Proximate like those characters are so fucking good. <laughs> I love every single one of them. Ebony Did Maul, Black Dwarf. Uh probably because I yeah, I'm obsessed with so the Black good. Order. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was a Black not, Order uh, miniseries. Not the Children of Thanos, by the way. Screw that name. That's from the movies. Yeah. The, they're the oh, they're really the Black Order. Yeah, no, I thought they were called. Uh, I didn't know they were called the Children of Thanos in the movie. That's stupid. They even yeah. cut one. They cut yeah, they... um Supergiant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Man, those characters yeah, are Eb- so good. Ebony Maw is such a good name, Ooh. right? Proxima Midnight, Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaive. It Black feels Dwarf. so good in your mouth. Yeah. Ebony Maw. What a, what a uh, mouth talk yeah. this episode. Yeah, it's not for me for on? once. Which is this oral fixation yeah. about? Proxima Midnight is MCU mommy. I mean, <laughs> there it is. I get it <laughs> from the mouths of babes, as it were. I get it. Oh my god! Uh, wait, Harris says weird babies are involved. No wonder Sean is all for it. You're really, I don't know. What, I don't know what really going to have to clarify that. Because that sounds like the kind of thing that needs to be deleted. Because that's, that's, that's a big old sus. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel about like that one. Uh, yeah, this was, this was, for me, picking the book of the week was tough just because of how much I enjoyed this and Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man wins out by a hair, but I, I really like this. Oh, it was a Death Stranding reference, Sean. I never played that game. <laughs> Okay. I don't know right. anything about that damn game. All right. You want to talk about comics tag? Do you guys want to tell if you're pulling? Uh, oh, no, oh yeah, I'm pulling. pulling. I pull Knights of X. Knights of 10. Hard. I think it'll be Knights of 10 in this situation, right? Isn't Knights of like, 10. Yeah. Knights of 10. Yeah, I think I might pass. Ooh. Oh, you're right, Sultan. I am worked up. About what? You said like three things. <gasps> And they were all positive. Uh, yeah. And then he's not pulling. I'm not pulling it, though. All you, The only positive thing you've said about anything that wasn't Swamp Thing is you like White Rabbit. Well, and I said that this was well-paced, and then the narrative took me in and took me you, along to the end. I didn't have any issues understanding what was going on. I appreciated that they explained what the Furies were, because I'm like, what are these Sentinel-looking motherfuckers? And he's like, why are there Sentinels here? No, they're Furies. I'm like, oh, I'm that guy. Okay. You hmm. passed. I did. Because it was all right. I'm not gonna pick it Honestly, up. Honestly, I think that that's a big thing for that for for this issue. The fact that Marco can understand what's going on in other world in the Marvel universe. 
That's fair. In one issue? Like that's, that's what I'm saying. No, wait, whoa, whoa, let's not give him too much credit or Teeny Howard. No, because Marco has read Excalibur. Okay, we've read about half of that for the show. And on top of that, he read the Otherworld arc from Uncanny X-Force. So he's read as much Otherworld that's, as I have. That's the most confusing arc of Uncanny X-Force, too. It, and it was the worst arc of Uncanny X-Force. It was the worst arc, yeah. But... You know, I digress. Let's do comics tag. Let's get into that. So I was tasked with reading Invisible Republic um, as much as I could. Um, and it wasn't as much as I had wanted, but I got through two issues of it. So Okay. Okay. That's um, reasonable. I love Gabriel Hartman. Mm-hmm. I am a big Gabriel Hartman fan. So like this has always been staring at me on the shelf. Um, and I didn't realize this was like, if you thought like Blade Runner was dirty future, like this is grosser than that in terms of like it's, everything's dirt. There's these mud mud bugs everywhere that are people eating, um, and it's like this concurrent story of the rise of power for some kind of, I guess, dictator. I haven't fully gotten that yet, and then a reporter at the same time. Um, but Hardman is like a master of just storytelling through art. I mean, I think he's actually a storyboarder. Yes, like and it's his, his main gig, and he just does comics when he feels like he has something to tell. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I really, I, I really like this. I'm definitely going to keep reading it. I'll probably finish this volume by the weekend. The next time I have a chance to pick a book for a book club, it's probably going to be Invisible Republic. Could I um, say, Sean, if you like Hardman, check out Jeff Parker and Gabriel Hardman on Hulk. It was the Red Hulk. Um, I know you're laughing. It is so damn good. You could tell me that Gabriel Hardman had a 60 issue run on, I don't know, Howard the Duck, and I'd buy it. Mm, yeah. I think Gabriel Hardman is a, is a master of comics. Yep. Yeah, One I of the really few we have. Yep. Awesome. I'm uh, glad that, you like that. Means, so you, yeah. So I might have just a uh, sick nasally brain, and I might have. <laughs> so tell me if I've already told you guys to read this or or not you guys but i'm gonna be tagging kale and oh, i just want great. you to read one issue one issue and, I, and, I, and there's like a part of me that says i might have told you to do this already and i don't remember because my brain not working today but one star squadron have you read this no i want you to check out the first issue of one star squadron squadron okay uh it's about six issues in now it's mark russell and uh steve oh. lieber oh. doing a DC story that deals with girl boss, power girl, and middle management red tornado. Yo, that um, sounds amazing. Okay. They're running a small, um, it's almost like an Uber for superheroes. And red tornado is kind of leading a team of like Z list DC characters. Like we have bottom of the barrel. Um, but it, it's, it's super depressing, but like in a good way. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I've, I've been enjoying it. So I'd be curious to see what you think. Mark Russell always uh, hits the right notes for me. Always. You said the first one. First issue. Yeah. I mean, keep reading if you like it. You might, it might be down your alley. So yeah. Okay. I am buying it as we speak. I think uh, the final issue might've come out today, I believe, or, or next week. One of the two. He's next week. I did yeah. see it. Steve Lieber is real good. I, yeah, I love Steve Lieber. Yeah. And. I am very excited because I already know what I'm going to pick. Um, 
Oh, we got one in the chamber. Tag. And we've been pretty tame, I think, for a comics tag. I mean, I did have to watch the Spawn movie. That was. Listen, I'm about to pull the trigger. Oh, boy. On fucking around. I have. And go y'all going to get it. I have a y'all, high degree of confidence it's going to be me. Y'all, y'all remember I went to comic book school? I'm about to inflict some pain. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, no. No, that sounds like a me book. I, it is. I will give you. It is going to be a Marco book, and yeah, that's, that's why it's yeah. not going to be Marco. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> oh right. no! Wait, <laughs> damn it, dude! You already inflicted pain on me, man. You read me. You made me read that Sandman shit. No, no, no. no that's no, good no. though. That's Come good on. comics. I did not like it. Well, no. you're gonna like this a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make him read building stories or something. A uh, fucking uh, Chris Ware book. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! I would love that, and Sean would Can hate that. Can you even that. get that digitally? Like you just have to buy that. And <laughs> you won't like you it. Have room in your apartment for it. Although I do have building stories. It's a giant ass fucking yeah. It's yeah. a box. It's not even a book. It's a box with a whole bunch of little books inside of it. It's wild. Um, let's talk. Uh, we're gonna do some palace pulls. Uh, I guess the other thing didn't pop. Yeah. Up, um, Sean, you had this on there. Yeah, so I picked Batman Beyond the White Knight number one. Now, if you're paying attention, you'll know that this already came out. In fact, issue two came out this week. However, something happened with issue one that caused me to actually not be able to get it. Uh, Sean Gordon Murphy drove up the price of this book and caused it to sell out all over the place. By saying that it had that the first vo- the first issue had been short printed accidentally, oh, I so that. Yeah. once he said that, every comic shop sold out of it, and I happened to, I think I was on vacation or something like that, and I went to the shop like Thursday or, or whatever, and it was already gone. Uh, so I've been waiting for this. I am a huge fan of the White Knight series. I think it's been phenomenal. Can't wait for this next issue. So bummed I missed out on the first one. So now I have to get the second printing. But, you know, whatever. It's Sean Gordon Murphy. You guys know the deal. He's amazing. Can't wait. Uh, And you also had uh, Flashpoint Beyond number one. Yeah. Uh, So we talked about the zero issue. And that was insane. We saw a a, a death. I won't spoil it for anybody who, you know, is looking to read that. Um, We saw a wild death. uh, And, you know, no black people. So it, Jeff Johns is in his element. <laughs> um, but that was a setup. So now I want to see, does Jeff Johns have a story that's worth following for seven issues? Or is this just a cash in on the fact that Flashpoint was 10 years ago? That's what I want to find out. So that's why I'm pulling this. It almost feels like a poorly timed uh, uh, cash in on a Flashpoint movie that we might not see for even longer now. <laughs> Speaking of which, if I can, they delayed the Flash book that's supposed to be the bridge between Justice League and the Flash film. They delayed. Well, they didn't delay it. They canceled it. Uh, uh, It's canceled for now. I'm not saying it'll never come out, but they canceled the the orders that stores had put in. But it is actually pre it's previewed and there's an ad for it in the uh, in this week's books. So it's not even coming out, but there's an ad for it. Some WB stuff right there. Yeah. Yep. Gotta love it. 
Um, I had uh, giant size X Men Thunderbird. Ah, Nyla um, Rose. So there's, yeah, two reasons. So Nyla Rose, uh, she is a former AEW Women's Champion, um, taking a stab at a uh, relatively. I don't want to say unknown. Thunderbird's one of those characters where, like, I feel like most people know of him. He's on the iconic giant size X Men cover, uh-huh. um, but he doesn't have much of a history being alive. So he can be completely rewritten and reinvented. And Steve Orlando um, is working with Nyla Rose on this to to do that. And I'm kind of curious about it. I, I've liked these giant size X Men issues that we've been getting. So uh, is this cool a Rob Liefeld cover? Um, that's, uh, no, it is a, it, well, I don't know a, who it is, honestly. Either Ken Lashley. Oh, it's or Ken David Lashley. I think it's Ken Lashley. Wow. Yeah. It's very good. Um, and I also had Iron Man number 19, which is the final issue of this arc that has been going on since the beginning of Christopher Cantwell's, um, Iron Man story with, uh, Cafu on art. And it's been really damn good. Christopher Cantwell is one of those guys where, like, I I will follow this writer. He's been doing a lot of Marvel stuff. Um, specifically the Doctor Doom series he did um, about two years ago was fantastic. Uh, I'm really liking this Iron Man. It's pretty much Iron Man versus himself versus Korvac at the same time. Mm. Um, and the supporting cast is Gargoyle, Hellcat, uh... Ben Riley and Frogman. It didn't uh, Iron Man and Hellcat get married? They will be in Is the next issue. Run? That's the next issue. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Or at least he's proposing. And that, that's how they're they're selling the issue, I guess. But yeah, they they have a bit of a romance going on in this. Um, it's really interesting. It's a uh, it's a good a good character piece on Tony Stark, which. Uh, it, and like it's it's distinctly not MCU Tony Stark, which I feel like is a kind of a pitfall that a lot of writers have gotten into recently. So um, I'm enjoying it. And this uh, is a run that I'm going to pick up on. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, I think so. Marco, Little Monsters, is this good yet? Uh, Little Monsters, it's good, bro. I don't know what to tell you. It's it's Jeff Lemire doing really just very small character work, and I, that's exactly where I need him to be for the books that I pick up. Um, the art is always phenomenal. Um, I can't speak highly enough. Dustin Wynn is trying something different, and I appreciate that. Um, black and white, all digital, no sort of classic watercolor gouache that he usually does. And so um, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's a good book. I think if you like vampire stuff, it's a different spin because it's sort of post-apocalyptic as well, um, whereas usually it's, you know I don't know, in a village or more old school. This is sort of in the future and... Uh, a different environment and I think it works for the story that he's trying to tell. I think this yeah. is the last issue too. I think it's only a short three issue series. Yeah, so little um, story. Yeah. Very, very small story. Yeah. The, um, I was going to ask you, uh, Tyler, are you picking up the, what is it? The maze the book other, hardcover? No, no, oh, the, okay. Christopher, the other Christopher Cantwell book, uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. I will be picking that up. Yes, because it's Ken. Okay. It's Phil Noto doing, I think, art. Is that right? Yeah, I know. Or is he just doing uh, covers? He might just be doing covers because I think Phil Noto got announced for another book. Okay, if that's the case. Noto's doing the, um, the Gail Simone book coming out with Jessica Jones. 
if that's the, the case, I, I might pick that this up then because I thought Phil Noto was in the art, and I you cannot. do not like Phil Noto. I don't. It's uh, Ariel and Endito on art. Oh fuck it, I'm gonna pick it up. You rather somebody you've never heard of before than than Phil Noto? And Phil Noto, absolutely, hundred huh? percent. Damn, dude! Well, I you know what you like, and you know what you don't like. So, whatever that one uh, X Men issue we read for X of Swords, I could not swallow it. You shouldn't. That's a lot of paper. <laughs> I read digital, actually. Uh, oh, Kristen even, in the chat. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Worse. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, Kale, you didn't pull anything. so No, light week for me. Yeah. Uh, but it's new comic book day, free comic book day next week. Mm-hmm. So I will be uh, at my comic shop buying, I don't know, maybe Spider-Man Beyond. That's what I'm thinking. Your your yearly trip to, to yep. Mecca? Yep. yep. Uh, Kale, I know you didn't pick anything, but if you're interested, there's a book called Changes of Heart. It's a manga. It's a romance slice of life book. Can I, I'm going to read you the description. After being dumped by her boyfriend, Koyori went to her longtime friend Hijiri's house to drink away her sorrow and ended up spending the night with him. Not only that, he tells her he loves her, and she's not sure how to reconcile with the new development with somebody she's known since they were kids. After all, stakes are high. If things don't work out, she'll hurt one of her closest friends. And to make matters worse, her ex wants to patch things up. Koyori needs to figure out what she wants before she loses it all. Come on. Bro. I'm already living that through your DMs. I don't need, I don't need that. <laughs> All right. You're giving Kale the slice of life already. I thought Kale would be uh, pulling. Uh, what what is it next week? It's a uh, S- Spider-Man 2099 Exodus Alpha number one. You think you he would what? pull that? I don't actually like. Uh, I like Spider-Man 2099 as a concept. I don't like the actual books. Let me sell you further. Written right, by Steve Orlando. It. Sorry? It's written by Steve Orlando. Oh, no. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. All right. Uh, Tyler, got... was that an actual attempt to sell him? Cause... No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Okay. I would, I if like, I wanted to sell him, I would have said it, had, it has Ghost Rider 2099 on the cover. That's the way you sell it. He's got a chainsaw it is? hand. You don't know Ghost Kale. Rider 20... Yo, Ghost Rider anything is a selling point. For Kale? For anything. Anyone. You add Ghost Rider anything it's instantly good I'll you're in a weird in, area i'll dip into a ghost rider but not for steve orlando i've been i've been jones in the to watch the uh, nick cage ghost rider movies i watched the uh the unbearable weight of massive talent over the weekend and uh i'm, I'm in a cage mood matt murphy says my yearly argument with sean on having to buy a book on free comic book day is coming i'm not sure what that means um, do you do you go to free comic book day and you don't buy books, Sean? I I mean I always I buy a book literally I don't go to the comic shop and not buy a book I yeah. buy a book every single time I go to the comic shop. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Matt has a, a, a he 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 has a um, distinct hatred for the people who just go and get the free books and leave. Oh, that's shitty. Oh, okay. Is that the issue? I mean, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like people have money, they don't have money. Like people spend their money how they need to. Um, speaking of which, you can spend your money on the comics, pals, if you would like, <laughs> and support us on Patreon. How could you come and listen to this podcast and not support it? What's wrong with you? Uh, just joking. I'm completely kidding. Patreon.com slash the comics, pals. We have various tiers for every, every level of fandom, depending on, 
you know, what your interest is, what you want to get out of it. Uh, we've covered all bases. Um, if you want to get your name shouted out on the show, uh, I highly recommend the I Shall Become a Pal tier, the $10 tier. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff. We've got the newsletter. Marco's newsletter's up there now. Uh, the first episode of Palin' Around. Lots of cool stuff. Read your newsletter, Marco. is very good. We'll talk uh, about that again on the main show. You. Go ahead, Tyler, sure. interrupt me, please. The uh, Well, I want to get it out there. The patrons also at the $7 tier or above have access currently to the Doctor Strange The Oath Book Club. That is up there. Yes. Right. Yes. Yep. The early Doctor done. Strange The Oath Book Club is out there. It's early access for you to enjoy. Hopefully, you guys get a kick out of that. And... It gives you an opportunity to prepare for the movie earlier than everybody else. Because obviously the way to prepare is to listen to us talk about a comic book. Um, Twitch.tv slash the comics pals every single Thursday to catch this show live 6 p.m. Eastern. Start your weekend with the comics pals by joining us on Saturdays for the main show at 10, 15 a.m. Eastern. It's early. We know. But you get yourself a cup of coffee. Maybe a little breakfast. Mm. Come listen to us tell some jokes, some dick jokes. And uh, is that on the docket this week? On the dicket this week? (laughs) What is the show? That was long. That was low hanging. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Drooping almost. I have a fever, so who knows? But this is (laughs) devolving. Uh, at a rapid rate, youtube.com slash the comics pals, hit that subscribe button. If you, if you only listen to us on Twitch or, you know, podcast hosting platforms, just head on over, subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything like, like the latest video, at least, um, just helps us out a lot, you know, algorithms and whatnot. We got to play the game and you help us win. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week or Saturday if you'll be joining us. Happy free comic book day. I say ahead of time if you can't make it because you're going over there. If you can afford to spend a few shackles at the comic shop as you pick up your free books, feel free to do so. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. We're the Comics Pal signing off. Until then, take care, guys. Oh, on mute. You see you next like week. An oh man, I was ready for it, and I was like, oh, "Same." Oh, oh. We we're, we're sitting there. Go ahead, go ahead, Cal. Go ahead. See you next week. There we go.